It's August 19th, 2012, and you're listening to the Architecture Happy Hour. I'm Laura. And I'm Larry. And it's a two-drink minimum, so grab your glass and let's get started. Well, welcome back, everybody. It's August, and we're not going to bore you with the weather report because we're in <laughs> Dallas and it's just hot. So yeah. end of discussion. End of discussion. And scene. <laughs> That's right. Well, and so we're here in the, thankfully, the air conditioning uh, talking with all of you folks. Yes. Uh, but what we'd love to share with you right now is actually we got an email from a listener and we're so excited. But what's funny about it, Larry's going to tell well, the whole story. What's funny about it is that that actually it's a listener, but it's someone that I used to work with. And we, at the beginning of the podcast, we always do. It's Laura and it's Larry. We never think about it's Laura Davis and it's Larry Pascal. We just don't put that out there because we did it once a hundred years ago and <laughs> surely everyone's going to remember or listen to the very first one. We don't, we of don't know. Of course. So I get this email from this guy that I worked with and he said, I've been listening to your podcast and I had no idea it was you because you just say Laura and Larry. And then you mentioned something in the last podcast, and I thought, wait a minute, I think I might know him. So he actually <laughs> looked up the information and saw that it was me, and so he had emailed me. And the other thing that I thought was kind of funny, too, is like he's like, well, I've been – you know, thought about doing an audio podcast about such and such and such, but I really hate the sound of my voice. I'm like – Honey, get in line. We all hate the sound of our own voice. It's just what you just get over it at some point. But it got us to thinking that we should actually maybe for a change tell us or tell us. Reintroduce yeah, ourselves. Reintroduce ourselves. Right. So for those of you who don't know, I'm Larry Pascal. And I'm Laura Davis. And we are principals with HPD Architecture. Of course, we'll give you the hpdarch.com website at the end, blah, blah, blah. But that tells you at least who we are. Yes, and I'm the D and Larry's the P. <laughs> and occasionally we'll talk about Holly Hall, who is the H. H right. She's our other partner. Yes, the one so. who's never listened to one of our podcasts or never participated in one of our podcasts. But we'll get her here one yet. Of these days. One of these days. All we'll right. duct tape her to her chair and roll her over to the <laughs> microphone. Exactly. But yeah. Well, and so we should also mention that we are uh, architects here in Texas and we office out of uh, the design district in Dallas, and we've been around for about over four and a half years. January yeah. will be five years. I know. Oh, five oh. years. I'm like, oh, <laughs> what happened? Yeah. Look at all the gray. <laughs> Speak for yourself. Well, hey, I don't go and get a, you know, dyed on a regular basis oh, or, thanks. excuse me, <clears throat> highlighted on a regular basis. That's right. That's right. Everyone has our secrets. Yes, you know. we do. Well, not anymore. Not anymore. But Busted. yeah. But yeah. So anyway, so we've been here almost five years. We do mostly about 75% residential. We're doing some small commercial work. Anyone who's paid any attention for the last four years knows that there hasn't been a whole lot of commercial work. So our base has been residential. So when we talk about, you know, tips for homeowners and stuff, we tend to lean towards more of the residential, which is kind of ironic because that's exactly what we're going to do today. Yeah, surprise, surprise. <laughs> surprise, surprise. And one of the things that we actually had has brought this podcast on is that, like we said, the bulk of our work has been residential, and the bulk of that residential work has actually been either remodels, renovations, some additions, but not a lot. 
And that's really what sustained us for the last four and a half years. Yeah, because what we're finding is that our clients are staying put. Mm -hmm. We used to do a lot of new homes where people were picking up and either moving to a new neighborhood or buying an older home and scraping it, mm -hmm. uh, which was typical in some of our neighborhoods, unfortunately, typical, yeah. of some of the, the smaller, you know, 40s and 50s and 60s homes. Yeah, the lot value becomes more than the house and, right. you know, you're, you're buying a teardown and starting over. Right. So, yeah. yeah, we used to do a lot of those, and now we're doing a lot more updating. And, uh, you know, people have decided, well, instead of moving, this is going to be our forever home. Mm -hmm. So we'll go ahead and make it what we want it to be now instead right. of waiting or planning to move. So. Well, and on top of that, we're seeing our clients have more of a contemporary bent or more modern aesthetic, I guess. And interestingly enough, we have one house that... As the wife put it, I have been here 16 years, and I've been waiting 16 years to do this, and we're going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> She's ready. Yeah, and so we've done an addition and renovation for them that's really cleaned the house up and put a much more modern aesthetic to it, which is what where she and her husband both are. They just like that cleaner look. Of course, it's still it's like the house that was built in the 70s, the house they bought 16 years ago from the outside. On the inside, it has that aesthetic. That's almost done. Then Laura's working on a project where, what, you guys are maybe halfway through? Yeah, we took it down to the studs, and now they're back to the point where they're putting sheetrock back up. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're still waiting on the windows, but uh, you know, a lot of decisions have been made, and so we're putting it all back together. But putting it back together without all the, the what would be the typical 70s or 80s finish. It's much right. cleaner, much more contemporary. The client, again, has a... Um, I'll say contemporary bent, but she likes that. How would you describe? Uh, she's probably more transitional. She has mm -hmm. a lot of artwork. Mm -hmm. She does like cleaner lines. She One of the things that we picked up real quickly when we first met her was that she loves texture. Mm. And so wood texture and fabric texture and metal texture, and she loves to travel. So she's got a lot of artwork and sculpture pieces that are have a lot of texture to them from uh, you know, India and China and different places like that. So um, we're trying to work in some of those elements to into the finishes. And, and the other big part of what we did was we turned one of the bedrooms into her closet, not a master closet, but purely her closet. And then there's a separate closet for him in the master suite. So it is going to be amazing. Mm -hmm. It's huge. And I'm coveting it just <laughs> left and right, but it's been That's fun. That's usually to, what happens. I know. Well, and, and her kids are grown, so she is making accommodations in case one of them has to come home. But she's basically turning what used to be her daughter's room into a guest room. And the upstairs loft is, you know, or upstairs above the garage is becoming the media room instead of, you know, where her son might camp out, you know, things like that. Yeah. So, um, but one of the big changes is that we've, raised the ceiling in her family room we've squared it off it used to be vaulted so that is a tremendous change so now it's 10 foot 6 tall which is just going to be amazing and we've taken out several walls so we've completely opened up the dining room space to the kitchen and to the family room so now we've got one big uh, great room space I guess you would call yeah. it um, that is right it's open right as you come in the door so we also expanded out the family room, uh, added about eight feet in one section so that it, it's much more connected to the backyard and you get this great bay of French doors with light coming in. Yeah. But what you're getting so, is a much cleaner 
clean much your cleaner. house. Mm-hmm. Well, and then we had a phone call on Friday from a couple who are looking at moving from their current neighborhood to a new neighborhood close to where their daughter's going to school. Mm-hmm. And they are, again, looking in neighborhoods where it's what we would refer to as a ranch burger, just something built in the 70s, nothing spectacular about the outside, but again, they want to do something that's a little more contemporary. They don't want to tear the house down. Right. But they want to be able to make it their own, but make it with a cleaner aesthetic and more contemporary aesthetic. So we thought we'd we'd spend the podcast actually talking about if you're in that situation where you've just bought, you know, something that was built in the seventies or even in the sixties that late sixties that might not quite have missed or might have missed the mid century modern feel. And I think like my house it was built in sixty one. I think we were right on that edge of it changing because the house across the street looks just like everything that was built in the 70s. Right, and that's, yeah, quite a bit different. Yeah, very kind of ranch burger feel. Uh-huh. And so what we wanted to talk with you guys about was give you some tips about the things, simple things you can do and some of the more compl- complicated things that you can really do to actually take the little ranch burger and start getting it more towards that contemporary, that more modern feel so that you you're, it appeals more to, you know, to walk in and go, ugh, I can't live here. I need something more contemporary. Here's what you can do to start making that place feel cleaner, feel better for you, and actually meet your aesthetic without having to necessarily gut the whole thing and start over or scrape it off the lot and start over. Right, and the other side, too, is that you don't want to completely dishonor the the mm-hmm. essence that is the house to begin with. Right. You know, you don't want to completely change it up so that it's um, unrecognizable or that you're adding things that are not compatible with the other things that you're not changing, right. you know, so exterior-wise or that There's sort always going to be, it, you know, it may always look like a ranch burger from the exterior. You right. may never get past that. But there's something to be said for being able to go into those homes and walk in the door and just, okay, this is, wasn't what I was expecting to see. Uh-huh. So, yeah, you want to realize that the, the bones are going to stay there and that look will probably stay there. But here's what you can do in the meantime to to get it and, you know, do it with a, Hopefully with a minimal fuss and muss unless you're really looking to go whole hog and we'll get into that in a second. Right, exactly. Well, and I think one of the things that sort of inspires some of these changes is that we are living today completely differently than we were, say, 30 or 40 years ago. In mm-hmm. fact, we're, we're having this same discussion at, at our house with my husband and the fact that we have a formal living room and we have the formal dining room and we don't use either. Yeah. It's like, really? <laughs> yeah. We have that square footage and yet we're not making the most of it. And so we've kind of decided that, you know, we're architects. We can change our whole perception of this space, right? Mm-hmm. So we're we're not calling it that anymore and we're calling it our, you know, I'm playfully calling it our family creative studio that I am envisioning <laughs> and I'm thinking, okay, we got to get rid of all the furniture that wants to make it called a dining room and living room. And we're just going to make it this really fun, casual place that, you know, our son and I can go and do crafts or we can sit together and read books or we can lay on the floor and play trains. You know, it just needs to be an extension of, of how we live. You know, there's no reason for it to fight. You know, what it used to be doesn't need to fight with how we want to use it now. So, it's part of that is almost like an emotional let go of what it used to be so that it can then function for, you know, your family now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So 
in fact, our house was built in, in 1975, mm -hmm. so we are facing the same thing. <clears throat> very much that. Right. And we were first-time home buyers when we got in this, and so we had very little money to put towards sort of making it our own. Um, so, of course, we started with paint. You know, that's one of the easiest things to do. We took down mm -hmm. as much wallpaper as we could and, uh, you know, had to texture walls where there was none previously. Mm-hmm. And, uh, or you scrape the top layer of the, the drywall off accidentally when you're... Right, you know, that, yes. Because that never happens. Uh -huh. Yeah, not being expert right. wallpaper removers. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. But, yeah, but, but it's, a, it's a real simple way to make, you know, create something that's very neutral. You, you know, and this is probably what tipped um, Josh off. Hi, Josh, by the way. Um, was me joking about Decorator White because the firm where we used to work, that was their favorite color. <laughs> And, um, but at the same time, you know, you're repainting the house, you can create sort of that neutral backdrop. So anything that you put on it, you know, yes, you may still have the same trim and the same crown and, and all that, but you start getting a, a more a sort of consistent palette, maybe. Right. It this, just sort of drops away. It goes into yeah. the background. It's not taking center stage. Yeah. So, so you, then, yeah, so yeah. you can take and, and come and put on top of that, you can put contemporary furniture you can put some contemporary art or start changing out light fixtures and the right. simple things that can really suddenly bring it up a level without having to go too far. Right. But yeah. No, no, you know, we always think, oh, paint. Well, but yeah, paint. It's simple. Yeah. It can make a dramatic difference. In fact, we, when we first got in ours, we had that dark, dark, you know, Brady Bunch paneling on the wall. Mm -hmm. in the Guilty. <laughs> in the family room. And just by painting it and brightening, brightening the room, uh, it changed the whole feel. Oh, and the yeah. other thing we did, too, because we had two separate, you know, that living room and family room mm -hmm. were divided by a full-height wall. And we immediately opened it up and put in French doors to connect the two spaces, basically create one living space. And that made a huge difference, too. Sure. So, sure. And that was a pretty low-impact um, Low-cost way yeah, to do it. My dad and my uncle came in and helped us do it, fortunately. Yeah. Well, and, and something that Laura had mentioned when we were talking about this was, it's, and it sounds absolutely silly, but I don't know how many of you have houses out there that have the almond, or what I guess they would call almond, it's probably turned yellow by now, light, not light fixtures, but light switches, electrical outlets, and cover you're looking plates. at cover plates that have paint on them, have, you know, 30 years worth of hand swipes across them, mm -hmm. and look completely awful yeah. you know run around the house and start changing out your outlets and changing out your switches because you can get a much cleaner white i mean honestly even if you went back with an almond it'd be a much cleaner almond the shapes of the switches are much more contemporary you have the paddle switches or you know, sometimes even just the touch not even, mm -hmm. not even to have the paddle well and dimmers too Right, are, are pretty easy to install now. So right, but you know that starts to clean it up again. It it's gets that cleaner, more contemporary look to it. Yeah, you still have everything else, but here's where we start. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that we did that pretty soon after moving in, and it does make a nice, kind of makes it feel fresher and cleaner. Mm -hmm. Well, and and something else that we were talking about doing. You know, if you think about it trim during that time period, you know, and you may be in a house that was built in the 30s or 40s, and it's going to be very heavy trim usually. And that's one of the easier things to do as well is start replacing trim, replacing your baseboards, replacing your door and window trim. If you have crown molding, if you like the crown molding, look at doing something simpler. One of the projects I'd worked on was a house that was built, had to have been built in the mid to late 30s maybe, maybe early 40s at the most. 
but the house had a lot of crown molding to it, which was nice, but suddenly gets very heavy. You know, that's coming down, you're putting in still crown molding, but something that's a little simpler, something that's cleaner, so it doesn't quite have that really heavy traditional look to it. So start going through the house and making those changes. Well, and I'll have to, to step in and mention that if you are working with a historic home, that you may not want to remove those historic trims right. because that is, in essence, what the house is about, and it would be a real shame to lose some of that. But what you can do is go back and just paint everything from the baseboard, the wall, the crown, and the ceiling all one color. Right. So that, like we said, simplify, make that neutral backdrop, and then you can add those modern touches on top of that so that you're not you're not losing the historic pieces, but they you're toning them down so that if the next homeowner wants to come in and, and play those up again, certainly can. it's a lot easier to do it. Because that is a shame when we go into a historic home and We'd like to try to restore it, but we don't have any evidence yeah. of what was there. Or they've done half the house, still has the original moldings, and then the other half, they just ripped everything out, and yeah. it doesn't, yeah. Well, but, and that's a unique, you know, sort of a unique situation. Right, right. So, but If you're keep, buying a historic home, you're probably buying it because it's a historic, historic home, home and right. you're going to treat it differently. Right. Um, well, and something else that can make things a little easier, cleaner, Look at your cabinet and door hardware. I mean, really, do you need those goopy doorknobs? Do you need the frilly handles on all the cabinets and all that stuff? And start cleaning some of that up, too, so that it just starts to peel away. It's interesting. It's almost like peeling away those layers of sort of traditional finishes. And, you know, it's simple. It's a simple thing to do. Yeah, and you don't have to go straight to, like, a, a brushed chrome or a bright, right. shiny something that's completely different than anything else in the room, you can stay with the same. Like, for example, we had more that dark bronze mm -hmm. hardware on the hinges, and it was real hard to find a hinge that would match so we could go back with the same holes for the oh, screws. Oh, yeah, that's you're and I didn't want to. I didn't even want to go down that path. down that path or try to paint them because that always ends up looking awful. So we actually got a much more simple um, door knob, I mean, you know, cabinet knob and pulls, but still in that bronze color. Mm -hmm. So it still had a little bit of the traditional, but it was a cleaner look. Right. So you can kind of go hybrid, staying with that, but still giving you the essence that it has been updated. Yeah. So there are all those really simple things that you can do. And if, you know, your limited budget, if you don't want to get too in, you know, too far into it, you know, you're moving out of one house and you've got to get into the other and you don't have weeks to spend doing all these things, you know, you get in get done. It's the simple stuff. Now, when you have more time, of course, then we can start talking about the things that you can really do to give it a contemporary feel or to make it more of a transitional. What Laura was saying with the one client, you know, we're, we're taking out walls. And actually, we did that not with just that client she was discussing, but the first client we talked about who had lived there for 16 years, got rid of a fireplace, took a out massive fire, masonry masonry fireplace. fireplace. Yeah, we right raised the, the floor in the family yeah. room, quote-unquote family room. And then added on, and basically, we basically from the front hall all the way over just basically blew out every wall and started over and really opened up the space. With the help of a structural engineer, by the way. Oh, minor things. <laughs> <laughs> Some really, Do not try really this at big home. glue lamps. Yes, <laughs> really big glue lamps. Yeah. But yeah, so if you're ready to, you know, there are those sorts of things you can do. Replacing your windows. Um, 
That makes a huge makes difference. Makes a huge difference. We still have the old aluminum ones in there. Oh, and I know. I just it drives know me crazy. I can literally see dollar bills being sucked out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. When, in the wintertime in our master bedroom when the drapes are closed and I open them up and it's just water pouring down the window face because there's just this massive amount of cold air coming through and being trapped behind the curtains. Yeah, it's, it's well, and, and from an energy efficiency standpoint, there's a potential to really help yourself out. But also from an aesthetic viewpoint, you want a cleaner window. You know, houses built in the sixties and seventies, and probably even into the eighties, you've got those awful aluminum windows that are just don't really fit the aesthetic that you want. So you start going through and replacing those. And yes, that suddenly becomes a bigger ticket item. But if you're looking to really redo the house, that's one of those things that can give it a, a cleaner. Sort right. of fresher look. Yeah, you can go from a single hung window to a casement window, mm-hmm. and that changes the look completely. Now, when I see houses that have had new windows put in, it is kind of nice when they don't completely do something crazy that, like right. we said, doesn't totally ignore the original right. design of the home. Right. So if it's sensitive to the original design, that's a lot more appealing yeah. than doing something super contemporary that looks totally out of place. Right. Well, one of the projects I'm working on now has a, the living room has a bay window in it, but it has this Florida, almost, almost Florida ceiling height windows and doesn't really look great. <laughs> <laughs> and again, the, the, you know, the original house, original windows to the house. So what we're going back with is actually, Fixed windows with single pane, not no no divided lights. The lower part's probably going to be awning windows, so they can still get some airflow oh, to yeah. open up. But and we, I guess, easily could have just simply scraped the whole bay window off the front of the house. But that's not what the house. I mean, the the house. I don't know. It doesn't fit that. Maybe that's not the right word. But that's part of the original house and. It would look funny to me if suddenly that window wasn't there mm-hmm. or we had put something completely different in its place, especially when there are other homes in the neighborhood who have a similar aesthetic or similar feel to the exterior. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. So, be, you can kind of weigh those things as you're going through. But, you know, windows are a big thing you can do. And then, of course, there's always, always <laughs> completely gutting and completely. You know, bathrooms and kitchens and starting over from scratch. Yeah, that's a huge undertaking. But mm-hmm. if you've got it, if you've got the budget for it and you've got mm-hmm. the, you've got the, I guess, guts the, <laughs> to the, do it, the bravery, yes, the, the patience, yes, patience. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it can, it's, well, it gives you a whole new house. Well, sure. Yeah, literally. Sure. Well, and, and the other thing too is if you want to keep the rest of the house very sort of traditional, Doing a contemporary bathroom is not a question. Doing a contemporary kitchen, working with that traditional, is not a question. So, but you know, get the linoleum up off the floor. Right. Yeah, we were just we were talking about flooring earlier, and and if you can, like, we still have linoleum in our kitchen. It just is what mm-hmm. we moved in with, and same here. Haven't been ready to switch it out, but if we were, we could go in with a porcelain tile that has a more contemporary shape to it, mm-hmm. or. Um, even cork or, you know, bamboo or something that is obviously would be recognizable as being more modern mm. that, um, you know, would be different than, you know, some of the. Well, than some of the, well, would be different than what you would normally see in, in that type of a house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, we when we moved into ours and we got ready to redo the front of our house, it was the same thing. We had that awful linoleum and actually discovered underneath the carpet in the breakfast nook, not dining area of the house 
this linoleum that was white at one time, but it had this gold accent linoleum stripe. You know, it sort of created this border around Ooh, around it. And we were like, well, that's a surprise. We had no idea it was there because the linoleum in the kitchen obviously didn't match it because it had been replaced at some point. But yeah, we were like, okay, all that's coming up. <laughs> <laughs> and we ended up with slate on the floor. Uh-huh. And so it gave, gave it a much much more updated feel to it. Anyway. Right. And it, it was, well, time-consuming because we were doing most of the work ourselves. And I will tell you right now, four months of no kitchen is not a great thing. Right. Yeah. Well, we, and in our kitchen, we didn't have the the money to redo all the cabinets mm-hmm. or redo. Fortunately, the appliances had been updated, you know, not too long ago. But the, so what we do is just a new countertop and new backsplash. And I can't tell you what a difference it makes just getting a new faucet at your kitchen sink. Oh, no, I, I, yeah, I get it. very yeah. refreshing and, and yeah. kind of exciting if you've not, you know, had that. Or even just switching from an, a rimmed sink to an mm-hmm. undermount sink. Mm-hmm. That feels so, you yeah. know, luxurious if you've never had that. Well, and, and I'll give a caveat to that. For all of you out there who maybe aren't architecturally inclined or aren't, you know, architects or whatever, understand that these are the dorky things that kind of get us excited. It's like, <laughs> yay, it's a new false, isn't it pretty? Yeah, woo, subway tile, <laughs> yay. Yeah. <laughs> the, the sort of silly things and people are like, oh, that's that's nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever you're taking up the dosage. But yeah, but it's it's funny those simple things like that that can honestly even for the regular homeowner can get you excited because it's new and it's clean and it's fresh and sometimes it works you know right and that's half the battle. Imagine that. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, and I've got a friend right now who just bought a house and and she's in the process of redoing it before she moves in. And one of the things she's doing is taking down the popcorn ceiling. Mm. And she said, "Don't even go near the house. Get somebody else to do it because it's just the fumes that come off when that stuff comes down is." not good yeah so if you're thinking about doing it yourself be very careful think about it respirators and maybe hire someone well and the other thing is nine times out of ten you're going to end up refloating the ceiling so better to have someone who knows what they're doing do that because that popcorn can hide a lot right well and you if you're living in your home at the time you're going to have to move everything out of that room and seal off areas that you're not working on because that yeah. dust will go everywhere yeah. yeah well it's like drywall dust right. or concrete dust oh my goodness oh, yeah yeah it's i had good. my dad's house we redid the, the bathroom in it and they had a trench and there was this layer of concrete dust just all over it. everything in the rest Throughout of the house, the house. Oh, you couldn't get away from it it's like oh yeah so yeah on your clothes i mean it was just everywhere Right. So, yeah, one of those things. So, so yeah, so there are simple things that you can really do if you're buying a house that maybe doesn't quite fit your aesthetic. And there are some very complicated things, obviously, that you can do. But um, with all the, you know, with these seems to be the situation with all these pro- not products, with all these projects, we thought it'd be, you know, kind of interesting to talk about that and just throw some ideas out as you're maybe going through this process yourself or thinking about, well, I've got to move or family's getting bigger, but... We really like the house we're in. Where do we go to? And well, and or like this guy that we talked to on Friday, whose daughters started private school in a certain area, and they live all the way across town, and are basically commuting all all the time in the car back and forth, back and forth. But what's in their area where they look to buy doesn't necessarily fit their aesthetic. 
Right, and apparently they've redone the home they live in right now, mm -hmm. but and it's a nice size, but it's all about location. Yeah. So they're really they're willing to go to a smaller home for that location because yeah. that's where all of her friends are going to be and that's where all her activities are and yeah. so it just depends what your priorities are and, and yeah. what you're if you're just going to be working on it periodically on the weekends you know that's one thing but if you're ready to move out like my client is living with at her father's house right now and mm -hmm. is ready to get back in her own house as quickly <laughs> as possible but if amazing you, how that works. right if you have the means to be able to relocate temporarily that can speed up the process and also you know a few less headaches. Right. Make things a little easier on you. Right. 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 So, yeah, so that's sort of what's, what's been going on here. Um, like I said, we've been doing a lot of residential and we're finally starting to see some commercial work. So hopefully at some point we can talk about some of the commercial projects and what we've been experiencing. But for now we're going to be, you know, you're, we're primarily your residential guys and gals. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I guess guy and gals because I'm the only guy here. Anyway, I guess we should let everyone go. And remind you to always, if you're in Dallas and you want to come to the Architecture Happy Hour, including you, Mr. Rice, um, we have it the third Wednesday of every month, and it's on meetup.com called the Architecture Happy Hour, so just look for that. And, of course, you can always find us on Facebook and LinkedIn and Twitter, and I think Laura just got us onto Howl's? Uh, not yet, no, but not we yet. will very soon. In fact, we were just talking to a photographer last week to get some of our new projects uh, photographs so that we can get those up on the website right. so that'll be exciting and if you're in the austin area or if you're going to be traveling to the oh, texas right. society of architects convention in october mm -hmm. uh, larry and i will be presenting two two different sessions and uh, we'd love for you to stop in and say hi let us know that you listen that would be, That'd be kind really of cool, exciting right? yeah or if you happen to be going to the south atlantic regional conference in atlanta in september we are also going to be speaking there Yes. So if you happen to be a, a listener out on the East Coast somewhere who's attending that, please attend our session and tell us how fantastic we are or not, <laughs> <laughs> whichever way it wants to go. But you know, come up and say hi. We'd love to know that people you know, elsewhere, aside from Neil out on the West Coast and Josh right. here, um, are actually listening to us and and you know we actually are providing some sort of at least entertainment yeah don't say value just entertainment <laughs> just entertainment right, right, yeah, right, yeah. yeah yeah anyway okay all right. all right well we will talk to you guys again in september probably after the the regional conference yeah so we can tell you how fantastic it went or yes. how larry got up there and forgot everything he was going to say oh don't say that yes <laughs> that'll be fun and i'll get to see some friends so that'll be fun too yeah but anyway for now i am larry haskell <laughs> And I'm Laura Davis. And we'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.